Streets and Scholars, Alex Alonso and FG. We're here bringing you another banger. What's been going on in the, in the football in the football world, man? Oh, man, I've been cracking in the football world. Playoffs started, man. You know, the Cowboys beat Tom Brady yesterday. 49ers day one, you know. It's, 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 it's getting down to the nitty-gritty right now. I know, man. Everybody's getting excited, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, real quick, man, we, we spoke about high power last week in terms of uh, – Tory Lanes and um, one of my boys tapped in with me, Isaac Pedroza mm-hmm. from Lomas, formerly from Lomas. And when you say uh, high power, you're talking about a high power in that Los Angeles County jail. Correct. You know, okay. it's a special place where they put certain people. And um, he tapped in with me, and we we had a long conversation about high power because mm-hmm. he spent he was in there for at least five years fighting a hot one. So I decided let's give him a quick call and see if he could. Um, Tell us what Tory Lanes is actually going through since he spent like uh, he spent five years in that place. So let me see if we can get him on the phone real quick. Well, we ain't going to make it specifically about Tory, but just, you know, a lot of celebrities and a lot of people, famous people and high power dudes with high power cases go up there. So, yeah, I mean, we, we mentioned uh, Robert Downey. Um, Shook. Shook was in high power. Uh, and I know bro is busy. Um, let's see if he taps in with us. Who else was in high power that uh we Todd Bridges, uh Lenny Dykstra, and there's just a whole bunch of gangsters too. Oh, no doubt, no doubt. So um let's see. Is Isaac, not available. Okay. He uh he might have had to go back to work because he's had a got a busy schedule. But yeah, I mean, we, we were talking about it because of uh Tory Lanes and pretty much but you know who didn't go to high power? Trey D, when Trey D caught that case back in the day. Oh, no doubt. He didn't go to high power. Oh, I, I think he's tapping back in with us. Isaac. Yes, sir. You're on Streets and Scholars with Alex Alonso and FG. What up, Alex? What up, FG? Hey, what's going on with you, homie? How you doing today? Good, bro. Good, man. That's what's up. Good to be on with you guys. I know you don't, um, You probably don't have a lot of time, but um, last week we talked about Tory Lanez going into county jail and spending spending the time in uh, high power. And uh, considering you spent so much time in there on, on the last time you was in there, five years, I thought maybe you can give the Streets and Scholars listeners a little bit of understanding of what high power really is like. Yeah, so, so there was, uh, and we're talking about 10 years back, so I don't know how it is now, but back then, they had a 1750, which was downstairs. That was like the main high power. And then they had the 3000 floor, which was considered kind of like junior high power. And uh, and then within 1750, they had one row, which was F-Row. F-Row was like where they had all the celebrities, Suge Knight, Conrad Murray, uh, the Grim Sleeper. Uh, so I don't know where – I don't know where they would put – Tory Lanez, I really don't know so much about him, but if he's a celebrity, that would probably be a, a spot for him. Um, but they could now, I mean, they could put him anywhere. They have a place, 2904, is where they had a Drake And I was there also. I was in 2904. I was in 1750. I've been in 3,000 floors. I've been all over that place. But um, So, yeah, that's pretty much how, how, how it's set up. Now, Draco... The the rapper that recently got killed on stage, uh, what was he doing in high power? Because I, I never considered Draco a celebrity. Uh, you know what? I I heard the interviews, but I don't remember exactly. I think he said they snatched him up uh, because, man, I forgot. There, there was a reason they, they had snatched him up, and they, and he said that he was going through it, and then they finally let him, they finally let him out. Uh, but I, you know what? I, I can't really tell you the, the, the specific reason. Hey, now, bro, this FG. Hey, don't they keep some of the high power um, PCs up there, though, also? Where at? And yeah, okay, okay. So, so uh, quick story, real quick. Um, so, right before uh, I came home, mm-hmm. right before I came home, they snatched me up in 1750, bro. They kidnapped me, the, the OSS. Yeah, I remember them. Yeah. My life- yeah, they said my life was in danger. They made they made up all kinds of stuff, right? And uh, they tried to flip me. And uh, they kept me over there in Lost Hills in a, in a place. I don't even know where it's at. Like, Lost Hills, like, somewhere past the San Fernando Valley in mm. a substation. And they tried to break me, bro. They tried to, like, 
every day they would come to my cell and they try to turn me on, like on my co-defendant. And, um, you know, and I just kept telling them, man, you know, you know, you're talking to the wrong dude, you know. And, right, and no eventually doubt. they took me back to where I was at. But, um, you know, I told them, I, you know, I, I, you know, that I'm going to sign a waiver. And and uh, the first day they didn't want to do it. You know, they took, they, I had no choice, you know. But but um, when they brought me back, instead of taking me to 1750, they took me to 2904. Mm-hmm. And in 2904, uh, it wasn't considered PC. It was just a, a high power spot, right? But mm-hmm. they only had PCs in there. They only had, they were only housing PCs in there at the time. Like it just so happened that wherever it was housed there, they were PC, but it wasn't considered like PC at the time. I don't know how it is now. Right, right. But they threw, they threw me in there and I was like, what? So I had to fight my way back to get down to 1750, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I think eventually it probably made that like, like a PC roller, or probably where they had some high power people with, you know? Okay, yeah. And now are they single man cells over there in 1750? Yeah, yeah. Oh, and sing- yeah, yeah. All of it. All high power single man cells. Right, right. Floor, 1750. Uh, well, the other one, 2904. 2904 is the only one that had like a phone where you roll it. You could roll it right in front of the cell. Yeah. You'd be on that phone all night. Because <laughs> I even remember back in the day when they changed the, uh, when they took out the Crip and Blood module from the county jail. I know they shot the Bloods. We was in 21-23, man. And you know, it was one-man sales down there, man. It was rocking and rolling down there on that Check 2000 floor. Bro, I was I was there. I was telling Alex, I was there when they broke up the Blood module. And, and all the, the Bloods came. They landed right on right above. We were in the hole. And they all walked up. Like a pool rider from a... Uh, uh, yeah, I know pool rider. From Oklahoma, Paru, yeah. Little pool rider. Sad boy from Rolling Twenty uh, uh, Bloods, a bunch of dudes from from uh, Crenshaw Mafia. Yeah, I was in there, there then, homie. Yeah, I was in there. We you were there. Ca- we used to kind of holler through the vents and shit. Yeah, I was there. I was there. They Whoa. broke up that module back in the day. They hell yeah, I was there. Yeah, well, the day they broke it up, they all walked in. They 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 not all. They put like half on on above us and half on Charlie Roy. I think on the other side behind us. Yeah, and they and they walked in, bro. And and you know, I guess you guys had like. Like songs, like cadences, like hell yeah. And they walked in, and they just right when they walked on the tier, they just started like doing a little cadence. It sounded pretty hard, you know. Like everybody, it was, it was, it was, we were like, "Who the hell is that?" Like yo, like we didn't know what the hell was going on. Now let me uh, not to cut you off, bro, but let me yeah. ask you this: Did you ever run into any uh, uh, celebrities though? Yeah, I ran into um, man, I ran into D- well, DMX. Oh, okay, okay yeah, I, hell yeah. I was on e- I was on E roll. With uh my boy uh Huey from Violent Boys, he's the one that got bust for uh, uh killing the cop in Burbank. Mm-hmm. It was a big case in the early two thousands. Anyhow, me and him were neighbors, and right behind us was Afro that that role where I was telling you where they put celebrities right. and they used to bring DMX to the shower, and then uh Conrad Murray, the dude that got mm-hmm. busted for killing Michael Jackson, yeah. uh Lenny Dykstra, the baseball player. That's oh okay, boy. yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was on uh he was on roll with me for 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 a long time, and I I kicked it with him actually a couple days ago. Oh, okay, that's crazy. Yeah. Now you said was you in there with Suge Knight? Suge Knight, you know what? Yeah, uh, I ended up in and I don't even like even saying I was even there, man, because that place was like <laughs> yeah, you know I, already I, know, I, I had to get out of there, but but there was a time limit. Anyhow, I seen him uh, over there. He was in. I used to see uh, me Chalet pull up with uh. I don't know who. I don't know if it was Reggie. Right now that I'm thinking, now that I hear him talk, I'm pre- I'm assuming it was him. Uh, but um, he used to go to visit. He was in a different yard, but there was a time where I re- ran into him, like you know, walking in the it's like a hallway, and you know what I mean. I was yeah, like, yeah. I seen him, like you know, big old dude. What's up, Shuggy? And he, <laughs> he was like, What's up, little homie? You know? Yeah, and, yeah. And that was it. That was in '97. Uh, okay, okay, with well, shit, man. I'm glad you. I'm glad you at the pad, man. I'm glad you. Uh, from what I hear, you did a lot of time, man. So I'm glad to see you still out here. You know, on the bricks, man. You know, doing your thing, man. I'm. I, I, I salute that. Yeah, same to you, man. Salute to you, man. I follow you guys. You guys are the only uh podcast that I hear every 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 episode. You know. Nah, that's what's you up, man. Got, we damn sure appreciate it. Yes, sir. I know you got to probably get back to work. Um. I just wanted to ask you real quick, man. You mentioned Grim Sleeper. You mentioned yeah. um, 
um, Conrad Murray, you said the one, the guy that killed Michael Jackson. I don't think he no, killed no, Michael Jackson. No, the guy that got accused. I know what you, I know what you meant, homie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, my bad, my bad, my bad. He didn't kill Michael Jackson. Hey, I won't never. Yeah, I know he did. I would never even say that. Like even if young. But yeah, I, yeah, I, my yeah, bad. Yeah, I, I, th- I think Michael Jackson killed Michael Jackson. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but, hey, but you right, you got, right, man. The doctor got blamed because you know he was getting paid a hundred thousand dollars a month Damn. by Michael Bro, Jackson. He, Hey, how much time Michael did Jackson. he get? What did he get? Like three years? Oh, the, okay. Ooh, the, the, yeah, Man. I think he got like something like that, like three years. Bro. Oh, okay. He was there okay. for a minute. Yeah. He was there yeah. for a minute. All right. My girl, my, my wife knows the, uh, like his wife. Man. Okay. Hey, well, like we say, man, we really appreciate you tapping in, man, giving us some more clarity on what it's like, because a lot of people kind of wanted to know, you know, a lot of people, you know, live through these uh, podcasts and live through us talking, man. So we appreciate you tapping in. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. It was a blessing, man. All right, right, Isaac, I'll let you get back to work. Take care. Yes, sir. All righty. That was uh, interesting. Um, The Grim Sleeper. That was a dude that was up out of the A-Trays. I think he lived off of 85th and Western. Uh, he was killing black prostitutes up and down Western yeah, Avenue for I 20 remember, years. I heard about that, man. <laughs> yeah, he bullshit. I think his is the first case that they used family DNA mm. to, to link him because he didn't have a criminal record. Right, right. But his son caught a case years ago, and um, they was able to match his, his son's DNA was a hit, but they knew the son didn't do it. Right. It was called familial Familial DNA, family-related related DNA, and um, that's how they caught um, what the Grim Sleeper. I'm trying to remember what it is. Lonnie Franklin. Damn. Lonnie Franklin was his name, and and that kind of like busted the myth that black people don't do serial killing. And that was a uh, dude was out of A Trey. Well, he ain't, yeah, he he grew up over that's there. I mean, he was out of yeah, he was, said, yeah, yeah. All the A Trays knew him because yeah, he was yeah, a mechanic. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So he fixed. And he was a mechanic for the police too, yeah. for the LAPD. Yeah, LAPD mechanic was uh killing all those people. That's crazy. So yeah, they had they had him um on um high power along with uh, Suge Knight. Uh, I didn't know DMX was in there. Did you know DMX was in the LA County Jail? I did, but I didn't know he was in high power because I know DMX, he jail. So <laughs> I didn't know if he was in there with regular motherfuckers or not because DMX ain't no stranger to the, the jail system, man. Yeah, I didn't even know DMX uh, actually stepped foot um, in the LA County Jail. But uh, yeah, man, uh, it's just a place. I'm glad I'm not up in there, man. No, nah, no doubt, Alex. Like I say, man, the processing is horrible, man. Take you 24, 30 hours just to even get processed, even get to a cell, man. And and it was crazy, man. You know, um, I don't recommend. I know some of these dudes out here committing these crimes, and a lot of dudes haven't even stepped foot in the county jail yet. And when you get in there, bro, some, some, some of these people, Alex, are actually the ones that's going to go for something petty first. I mean, you'll be surprised at how how it just steers them away from from crime. Period. You know, every you know, you hit that county jail sometime, and I seen a lot of people go straight after just being in there a couple of weeks, bro, and then got out and never went back. Yeah, because sometimes uh, it, one time is enough for somebody. No, nah, no doubt. You got to think about when I went, man. You know, at at at, at eighteen years old. You know what I mean? You had all them. You know, uh, T. Tidy them for thirty pyro, Sugar Bear them from Fruit Town You had old dudes in there, like real killers you know what i mean and you come through that man i'm still in high school you know what i mean and you come through there man and season vets and there, man season killers dudes who've been to the pen going to the pen since the 70s and you come up in that you not you're not equipped for that at 18 years old especially if you if you you know you went to school and you had a family you know that shit just mentally uh different you know what i mean but then there's some people that go back over oh and no, over doubt, no doubt and over. no doubt. i mean bro that we just got off the phone with I think he been to prison at least five, six, seven times. Yeah, no, it happens, man. <laughs> you know, when you live in that life for some people, you know, uh, it happens. They go back and forth, you know, revolving door. And, and my whole thing is to be that, you know, because sometimes two years ain't enough. You know what I mean? Sometimes three years ain't enough. But I, I hope people learn a lesson before they get that life sense. I don't want to see them go, period. But before they go get that life sense or get that 25, 27 years, you know, hey, take them twos and threes and learn from a man and, and try to do better. Yeah, no doubt. Um, let's move on to this other topic I wanted to talk about. This is an interesting little story from out of uh, Philadelphia. Uh, this lady named Julie, Julie Hudson, 31, was arrested by the police, wrongfully arrested, I might add, 
for shoplifting in a store that she ain't never, ever, 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 ever been to before. Man, that was crazy. Like, how does that happen? Well, the thing about it, Alice, was this. You well, know, the answer is because she black. Hey, That will not happen to a white person, but go ahead. You know what? That's the thing about it also, though. Had she been in the same city where it happened or was down the street from the store that it happened or, you know, it was around the corner or in the next town from it happened. The, rob- the, 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 the shoplifting shit happened in another state that she hadn't even been in. Bro, that blew me away when I heard that shit. No, I got a little clip. Let me uh, let me cue this up. But uh, this is kind of bizarre. Let's. Uh... She's a Ph.D. student who stays out of trouble and has never. Let me rewind that. Look, we get that Ph.D. student part. Right. The innocent right, woman's right. family <laughs> says she's a Ph.D. student who stays out of trouble and has never even been to Texas. Now, <laughs> officials here at the Webster Police Department are calling the warrant issued for her arrest an unfortunate mistake. It's very bizarre, and when um, our family learned of it, we was like, no way, no way, Julie would never. Julie Janine Hudson has been sitting in jail in Philadelphia since Wednesday. She's on five medications. Till this day, Julie still have not received her medication. The 31-year-old PhD student ended up behind bars after going to the police department there to see why a warrant for her arrest was filed in Texas, which was preventing her from getting a job. Julie went down to our local department, police department in Philadelphia thinking, they'll, I'll get to the bottom of it in person. Mm-hmm. And when she went there, of course, if you have a warrant out for your arrest, they have to arrest you. Julie's sister, Sharon Hudson, says after much digging, she learned that Julie was mistakenly linked to a shoplifting and assault incident at this Webster Academy Sports and Outdoors back in May. We were able to detain one of the people who matched one of the, the suspects in the video. And uh, we brought her back and she agreed to an interview. Uh, and during the interview, she identified the other person as her sister by the name of Julie Hudson. Assistant Chief of the Webster Police Department, Jeremy Edge, says this is a surveillance photo of the suspect, who they believed looks similar to social media images found of Julie Hudson in Philadelphia, convincing them she was the culprit. It did look uh, to multiple different people, not just within our agency, but also with the district attorney's office. After no, proving this Julie Hudson was at work in <laughs> Pennsylvania during the time of the crime in Texas, Webster police had the charges dropped, but Julie's family now contemplating legal action against the department wants more than that. We want to shed light on the situation, whether that be education for the department, whether that means more training. At last check, Julie Hudson was still behind bars waiting to be released. Police say they are sorry this happened and are working on ways to make sure it doesn't happen. Okay, again, man. They also say this is crazy because they, they extradited her from Pennsylvania to Texas for something she ain't never done. And uh, that's just completely unacceptable. No, no doubt. Did they extradite her? I don't know. Um, I thought she was at the uh, uh, Pennsylvania jail for five days. Oh, maybe maybe they kept her in the... Um, but they, 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 they talked to the police in Texas, man, and listen. Somebody in Texas agreed to snitch on... A, on a, and then she was snitching on her sister, per se, Yeah, with the same name as this young lady. Now, the whole thing about it is, how could you put an arrest warrant out with no evidence, no fingerprints, no DNA, no real hard evidence, none whatsoever? Because she was a dark-skinned lady on a camera, man, that could have that description could have fit a million females. You know what I mean? And that's what's so sad about it. You took a picture off a surveillance video, said that this looks like the lady from social media, from social media, <laughs> and put a put a put a put a warrant out for arrest in another state. Yeah, that is it's bizarre. Um, no, they didn't extradite her, but she came close to getting no, sent no to Texas. Doubt. Um, but so basically, this is a um, a mistake based on a, a common name, Julie Hudson. But I mean, you got a very common name. I do. And Has that ever happened to you, where um, they actually made a mistake on the wrong Frank? Um, no, only with my son. Okay. You know oh yeah, because yeah, you got a junior. Son, yeah. yeah, only with my son. Now, and, your um, son is the third or a junior? I'm a junior. You're a junior. Yeah, so yeah. your son is the third. Exactly. Okay. So you know, but the thing about it was, it wasn't a criminal complaint. You know what I mean? But uh, somebody was suing him, and uh, man, they swore it was me. I mean, the lady argued me up and down. You know that there was hold on. You know, but um, it, it can't happen because he had a car one time and it was it ended up on. I checked my credit one time. And this car is on my credit. You know what I mean? I had to get that cleared up. So I do understand. But this wasn't a c- criminal situation for a criminal situation. Alice, it seemed like you should have more evidence to even put a warrant out for the arrest for somebody. Listen, man, this lady was living her life trying to go get a job. 
couldn't get the job because her said her background was faulty. She knew that wasn't the case. You know what I mean? And you go get it checked out and they arrest you like with no hold on. I'm coming to y'all. So, you know, you're not going to even least just listen to my story. And before you arrest me, do the due diligence that, you know, like I told you, I've never been to text. You know, only evidence you have is a picture on social media. Yeah. Bro, both departments is, is, is wrong for that. You know what I mean? Well, it, it took them six days. They, they, they released her. She was in custody from January 5th to January 11th. Um, it, it shouldn't take six days to realize this is the wrong Julie Hudson at all man it don't take six days to get truth from here to you know afghanistan man you know you're gonna let this lady sit in there for that you know like that with no evidence though see my whole thing is no clear evidence just because another department in another state i'm coming to you trying to clear up what's going on you don't even take the time to say well let's do to do just let's 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 figure this out let's you know you know they didn't well, do you think it's uh, worth a lawsuit? Um, I don't know what kind of damages. I mean, being in jail for for a week creates damages to a certain extent. Yeah, yeah, do. But um, at what amount, you think? It can't be no crazy, like, a million-dollar nah, lawsuit. Man, I think she deserves a million dollars. For real? You know, the only thing about it is this, you know. Listen, bro, you took an innocent person who's never been in trouble a day in their life, you know, trying to do better in, in life, and you take them off the street— Alex, not to mention she was on medications that she didn't get while she was in jail, probably because the jail didn't even have them to provide her. You know what I mean? Y'all did this at a mistake. And, you know, so what it was going to take for her to have her go into a seizure because she didn't have her medicine or have a stroke or something because she didn't have her medicine and damn near die before you issue us a warrant. Apology ain't good enough. I mean, uh, issue us some um, some money or something. You know, um, it ain't good enough, bro. You know what I mean? I believe uh, for her. If it was me, somebody, or if it was somebody who, you know, an ex-criminal or something, hey, I get it, man. You fit the description. You just, just kind of, you you know, it, I, I understand a little bit more. But an innocent person like this, bro, I believe, man, she should she should get rewarded, bro. Yeah, she should At definitely At least 100000 Yeah, I was going to say somewhere around 100000 uh, between fifty and 100000 Uh Definitely get Benjamin Crump on this. And what's really interesting is that no mention of what, what race, how race played a role in this in this uh, news piece that we just listened to. And there's no doubt in my mind, um, race had to play a role. No doubt. I mean, like you say, bro, if this was a white woman, Asian woman, went down there with the same situation, they would have let her explain her situation. You know, probably did more dil due diligence to make sure this was her. You know what I mean? And 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 she probably wouldn't have been arrested. She probably would have been, they could have looked at, you could look at certain people, you know, history as far as where they live at, you know, You've been in the same house. You've been on the same job. You've been doing. You not going nowhere. Hey, bro, I'm a student at such and such. I've been there for four years. You know what I mean? I graduated from there. Now I go here. You know, it's like they could have did more homework before you just disrupted this person's life. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, this this is what leads to people going to prison and doing time for crimes they never even committed. I mean, they could have pursued it and, and, and turned this into a big case. If they would have sent her to Texas and Texas had her. That's a wrap. <laughs> She'd have been on the yard by now before yeah. they figured it out. But uh, it's it's fortunate that she, for her, she had never been to Texas before, and um, it, it's just ridiculous. Because um, birthdays is an easy way to distinguish between one Julie Hudson and another Julie Hudson. You said that the sister ratted her out, right? Right. Okay, so they know who she is. They could pull up her DMV in Webster, Texas, get her birthday, get her information, and just call Philly. Hey, what's the birthday on that Julie Hudson? Exactly. That's what I mean Boom. by due diligence. That Alex. takes an hour, right? They wasn't doing that. They didn't <laughs> care, bro. Yeah. Well, um, yeah, that's a, that's bizarre. And thank, thankfully for um, Ju Julie Hudson, she is now out of the Philadelphia jail. And um, we expect a lawsuit. No doubt. <laughs> All right. Um, hey, man, Dr. Dre, Dr. Dre is suing or already sued uh, a congresswoman, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. I know most of y'all probably haven't heard of this lady, and that's good because um, she is really not um, one of the nicer politicians out there. But Marjorie Taylor Greene is, was being sued by Dr. Dre this week because she's using his music, Still Dre. For her, I guess, campaigning, all her political stuff. Uh, I guess she likes, she don't like black people, but she likes, she likes, the music. She likes rap yeah, music. I like a lot of them, but <laughs> you got to realize this, though. You know, um, an artist can sue you 
for using his music without it being unauthorized. without it being authorized. In her situation, he felt that, you know, he didn't want her using it for what she was using it for. He probably went back and did some homework on what kind of politician she is, what she's voting on things in the past. You know what I mean? If she was even for the black culture in any kind of way. And if he found out she wasn't, you know, why let her use my music for free? Yeah. And um, she had a video on her Twitter page, which she has since deleted. And it looks like uh, she is going to bow down and cooperate and because she don't want no piece of uh, Dre's lawyers. <laughs> oh, no doubt. He probably got some ferocious ones, too, man. Um, it says here that uh, lawyers for Dr. Dre, whose legal name is Andre Young, accused Green of wrongfully exploiting this work through the various social media outlets to promote your divisive and hateful political agenda. I'm glad he did his research on this politician. That's what I say. Yeah, he probably checked it out, man, and she wasn't right, man. So, hey, you know what's crazy? If if it would have been a politician, let's say you was the politician, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Oh, FG used my music. Oh, no problem." Yeah, yeah, no, you know? no doubt. You know what I mean? You know, that's why I say he get to choose. But yeah. if you go do the homework, because you know, so many times, you know, we don't go do the homework. You know, we don't go check out a person's whole, you know, in politics. We don't go check out some of the things they done voted on in the past and some of the things that they pushing down the pipeline. And when you go do it, sometimes we'll be surprised at what we find out. Even some of the got people we like in politics. If you really go do some of the homework, you may find out that it's something that, you know, you really not, you know, for, you know. So I'm glad he, you know, he checked it out, man, and put a stop to that. Yeah, I'm going to put a link in the show notes to this episode of Streets and Scholars. It's an article from BuzzFeed News uh, that breaks down this whole this whole case. Um, and in a letter that uh, Dre wrote, he asked Marjorie Taylor of, um, I forget what state she's from. Uh, she asked Marjorie Taylor Greene to cease and desist from any further unauthorized use of uh, our music. We're writing because we think an actual lawmaker should be making laws, not breaking laws, especially those embodied in the Constitution by the founding fathers. So, man, they kind of went in on her, huh? Yeah, they did. I was a little surprised. Uh, Dre getting a little, uh, he, he, he's kind of like poking the bear in the politics right now. Hey, man, shit, sometimes it got to be done. Yeah, uh, I've, I've been listening to this woman for a minute. I really haven't... Um, I'm, I haven't. She's she's only been on the scene for maybe uh, two years uh, since she's got elected, but she certainly created a, a name for herself for being one a Trump supporter, two possibly racist. At least she said some racist three racist things, and three um, being anti-black. I, I think those are all pretty accurate based on what other people have been saying about her. So there's no doubt. Uh, I'm glad Dre j- jumped all all over this and and got her from using his music. Well, you know, at the end of the day, Alex, you know, she, for, for me, she struck out on two of them real heavy. I, I don't care who she's supporting and her and her political views. But when you get to talk about the racist party, you get to talk about anti-black. We got to pay attention to those things like real clear, you know, and it could be some people out there. Like I said, that supported her because she did the song and dance in their town, you know, when she come through the campaign. But um, like you say, man, she she ain't for us. No, nah, she's not. Um and she was, I believe she was elected back in uh, 20, 2019 or 2020. So uh, congratulations to Dr. Dre for putting this politician in her place. I hope that now he don't get uh, some unwarranted investigations on his life now because, you know, these Congress people, they got power. No, no doubt. <laughs> and, um, but at the same time, man, you know, I think, you know, she got to deal with them lawyers. So and he got enough money to do it. So she may just 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 leave it alone. Okay, for sure, for sure. Uh, let's tap in. I wanted to, um, I wanted to tap in with. Uh, just wanted to mention that uh, Meek Mill, um, he got a pardon from the state of Pennsylvania. He caught a case years ago. I saw this interesting documentary on Meek Mill. He took like a joint. We call it joint suspended sentence here in L.A. I don't know what they call it in Philly, but you know, once you take a joint suspended sentence and you do one thing wrong, yeah, no doubt, you screwed. Yeah. Have you ever been presented with a joint suspended and yeah? yeah? yeah I took it and uh, and violated it. <laughs> <laughs> what was the? How long was your joint suspended? Three years. Three, three, okay, three that ain't too bad. No, I wasn't bad at all. They got ten year joint suspended sentences. I it's hard for me to take that. I heard that. I know one of my homies took it, and he never told us he took it. We found out like. 15 years later that he we was wondering why he had got all you know super cool and you know and uh he had that 10-year joint man and and um 
it would have been hard for me to take that, man. That's just, that's, that's, man, that's hard to walk. Well, I think Meek Mill uh, took, uh, in, in the documentary, he took something like a 10-year joint yeah. suspended. And every time this one particular cop saw him on the streets, he'd violate him. He'd violate mm-hmm. him. So Meek Mill ended up doing all this time, not for a crime, right. but for the violations that were being trumped up by the police officer. No doubt. So I guess the, the governor of Pennsylvania looked into it. I guess the Netflix documentary helped out. And bro got a pardon. No, that's what's up, though, man. I mean, you know what? Especially, you know, from what I hear, Meek Mill been doing some good down over there on the East Coast. You know, he's been trying to, you know, get it together, you know, um, feed some children, feed some families. You know, I heard a few things about him over there that, hey, man, if if, if he doing some good, man, in a situation like that, go, why not? Yeah, for sure. So, uh, but three years ain't, ain't a bad uh, joint suspended sentence to take. How come you couldn't get the, beyond that three-year period before you violated it oh i was in the streets man and i you know and i actually like i say i I can't even say i tried bro you know what i mean i was young 19 18 and um it it just didn't work out man yeah Uh, i think my boy um conejo um from harpies I think he took like a fifteen-year joint suspended sentence. Yeah. Well, you you it's it's two ways to look at it though. You know if. You got you fighting a hell of a case, man, and they come with some something like that, you know. And the deal is 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 twenty, or the deal is nine, but we will give you this fifteen year joint. You either come home today, man, or go do this eight, you know, or go do this nine. It's hard to not go home today. You feel me? Cause we looking at right now. So I could go to jail today for eight, or I could go home for nine and try. I mean, go I mean, go go home today and try my hand. Some people really can get out the way, go get them a female, get them a job and just get out the way. You know what I mean? It's it's possible, Alex. You know, some people can't. Yeah, man. Um, you got to have the discipline, basically. Yeah. And you got to know that you're not going to get caught up in nothing again. No doubt. And I know my boy Conejo, he's a rapper. And I know that he's strictly focusing on his career, on his music. He has no intention. And this was after he was on the run for the case. I think he was on the run for 16 years. Mm. So 16, 17 years, they caught him. Um, so I, I I believe and I trust that he's on a different path yeah. now. You know, this was 20 years ago. He was living a different life. Oh, no doubt. Um, so now as a mature man, 15-year um, joint suspended sentence probably ain't nothing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, if he don't, it, 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 listen, you don't have to go to jail. You know, it's plain and simple. It ain't hard to stay out, Alex. You know, it's just you got to do it. So, uh, but it's easy to go. So you got to not pat yourself in a certain situations around certain people. I mean, you really got to, you know, just focus on you and your family and and, 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 and do what you got to do. But, uh, you know, hey, that's a long joint, 15 years. Now, Meek Mill was arrested in 2008 on drugs and gun charges, and he was still dealing with that case in 2017, mm-hmm. still taking violations in 2017. So uh, at some point, shouldn't a drug... A, a dope case ex- been expired well you know that's part of the system that's a part of the working wheel that's the part of how they make sure that you you know you keep on coming back that's the reason they give people probation you know what i mean or give pro- people probation after they sentence you know what i mean it's a way that the police if they pull up on you man you got one joint man you got one this okay we taking you down you're going to get the violation man you know it may not be long because all the time when you violate they don't always give you all the time you know what i mean they might just give you one year based on because it was petty and they know it was but they just gonna give you some bro these years off your life that you using just because a cop won't didn't 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 like you or didn't feel you should be on the streets or you know you really were just out there in, in certain areas you shouldn't have been in you know so definitely a crazy situation you know, that's how um, Harry O got out of prison on a pardon. He, oh, is that right? But because this was a federal case, yeah. pardon had to come from the president. The pardon had to come from the president. My homeboy Greedy from San Bernardino, I did a, uh, on FG Unleashed. I sit down and talk to him about a few topics, actually showed his presidential pardon um, from Obama. He got his just in 2020. Greedy been home. Uh, it had to be before 2016, right? Because Obama was in office from 2008 to 2016. Was it 16? Has it been that long? Yeah, he got his from Obama. 
And I got the actually brought the actual letter. I, I got it on my phone, took a picture of it, you know, the envelope from the presidency and everything. So he caught a federal case yeah, back in the day? Yeah, he was in the feds with me. Oh, okay. He was in the feds with me. It just, I came home. So how did he get on Obama's radar to he get said, the party? man, I do. I want you to go to FG Unleashed, check yeah. out the video. I got the whole video there. But he said he didn't, I said, did you fill out any extra form? He said, I didn't do nothing, bro. He fell into, he said, a, attorney got in him and said, hey, man, we might can get you to, you know, he like, yeah, okay. You so, know. So he wasn't even looking he for it. He wasn't even looking for it, yeah. Uh, was he already released or he was in custody? No, nah, he's he shit. He probably would have just been getting out. He had he had uh, about 15, 16 years. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. And I got like I said, I got the 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 the, the photos of the, the letter from the uh, president from the White House, the envelope. And um So when did you interview Greedy? Uh this was on this on FG Unleashed, um a few months ago. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I might have missed that ago. one. Yeah, a few months ago. Yeah, we on there out of San Bernardino. And, um, but that was, that was, that was, I was, I was happy for him to come home. I didn't, he brought his paperwork like we was in jail, you know, <laughs> he still got that. <laughs> he brought his paperwork, you know, cause and I'm, and I'm like, and, and, and I heard the story, I heard what he said, but until I seen that presidential seal, till I read this, this letter, till I seen this, this envelope from the white house, it's like, I re-looked, I didn't think he was bullshitting, but I just looked at him like, Damn, bro. You know what I mean? And he was like, yeah. And he talked big shit about it, too. He think Obama, yeah, Obama. You know, he, he love him for that, but I would, too, shit. So I always thought you had to pay money to get a pardon or be a political donor to the campaign, like yeah. to, to be uh, donating to Obama's campaign or something. But he just got it. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. And, oh, you know, like I said, I, I, I touched on it, but if you ever want to holler at him again, Alex, uh, to get the full story, you know, it's definitely no problem for me to, you know. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I remember when... Because um, he's the only person I know personally that got one, you know, that I know personally. Yeah. I don't know nobody else that actually got one. I've heard of people, but like you said, I, I was like you. I thought you had to do something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Is he from your section over there on the east side? No, he's from San Bernardino. Oh, okay. He's out of San Bernardino, yeah. Now, I remember when um, Freeway Ricky Ross was in prison, um, he reached out to me one day and he wrote, you wrote this letter. He said, hey, can you figure out how to get me a pardon? Mm -hmm. And I was reading, I was like saying to myself, I have no idea. How to begin. Even yeah, because you got to get to the president. Got to get it's to the president. To the president. Yeah, and at yeah, that yeah. time, George Bush was the president when, um, yeah, George Bush was the president. This was around 2005. So I had no clue. No um, doubt, yeah. But um, I guess it's possible if you figure out the steps, right? There's got to be some process you got to go through. No doubt. But I think if, you, like you say, I, in certain situations, some celebrities can get to, you know, like Trump. I heard Trump pardoned a few guys, you know what I mean? Black dudes, you know, and, and, and others, you know. Um, but it, it probably was some celebrities that was able to be somewhere Trump was at and threw something in his ear or threw something to a close staffer, you know, and, and to get the word out, you know, look, man, we trying to rally for this guy right here, you know, and, and if somebody has to draw up a case that says why, you know, it has to be a, you know, I'm, I'm sure some kind of review board or something to, to, before it even gets to his desk. So, you know, and that's any president. So now everyone I know that either got a pardon or was trying to get a pardon, they had to do the work. They had to put out the effort. They had to do the outreach. They had to know somebody. Well, let You're me ask you this, this. It just fell on his lap. What's huh? the difference between clemency and pardon? Um, pardoned. A pardon. One of them, you get you, your whole case is reversed. Mm -hmm. Let me see. Let me look this up because there is this. It's an important distinction between a clemency and a pardon. But a, a pardon, you get you, you get it released on both of these, I believe. Um Let's pull that up because that's a great question. Um, clemency versus pardon. Oh man, did did my internet just go down? Um, he got it. Let me let me read it. And if you, if you blow this up, this is um, from the United States Department of Justice, right? They say I hereby certify that the attached document is true and accurate copy of the warrant signed by President Barack Obama, May fifth, two thousand sixteen. Grant executive clemency to Jerome Lee Menifee. So it was, it was 16 and it was a clemency. So, um, and um, yeah, got the White House um, letterhead, got the official um, White House seal and uh, from the Department of Justice. So, yeah, it was a clemency. Okay. A clemency is the process by which a governor, president may reduce a defendant's sentence 
or grant a pardon. So uh, there is some overlap between the meaning of clemency and pardon. Okay. Um, but regardless of what it is, you still have to. No doubt, no. no do the doubt, outreach. No doubt, no doubt. Um, the way you're saying it, he just happened to yeah, come up. Yeah, he say somebody reached out to him like an attorney, and and he got it in. Wow, that's interesting. Uh, I, yeah, I definitely love to tap in with him because uh, these stories are are really interesting, and they need to definitely be told. Um, but clemency doesn't doesn't take away the guilt for the crime. Let's see. Clemency is defined as leniency granted for a crime. It does not mean that the crime gets overlooked or forgotten. Mm -hmm. um, so a pardon, though, may erase the whole crime. Some t yeah, I, I believe. I'm not sure, but I think a pardon most of the time erases the whole conviction, don't it? Yeah. The, when you get pardoned, that crime doesn't doesn't affect you in terms of like, you know, employment. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Let's see here. A pardon is a government decision to allow a person to, to be relieved of some or all the legal consequences resulting from a criminal conviction. Mm -hmm. So that's the that's the highest level. Yeah, yeah, that's why I said yeah. go back and double check. Yeah, you got the clemency. So, yeah. so the pardon is is what you really want to get. No doubt. But if you're in jail, the clemency is going to come out Jeez. good too. <laughs> no doubt, especially when you're guilty. Shit. Yeah, man. Oh, man, I must yeah. I missed that one. But yeah, Meek Mill got pardoned by uh I think this name is Governor Wolf of Pennsylvania. So uh, shout out to the Governor Wolf there and Tom Governor Tom Wolf, he issued 369 pardons uh this week. So Damn. Meek Mill is probably the most high profile of those 369. But man, that's that's kind of good to know that um the governor of uh the big state of Pennsylvania looked out for 369 folks. No, no doubt, man. You know, sometimes, man, people deserve a second chance, man. And that's the one thing about, you know, um, American system that, you know, sometimes people believe in you, man, and they give you another shot. You know, now the thing I say that when people do, even just like the homie, you know, man, you got a, you got a second chance, man. You know, you came home five, six, seven years earlier than you should have, you know. And what he did was he went and got him a job, man. He's doing so good right now. Got his own pad. He, you know, driving cool car. I mean, he doing good, bro. So those are the things I like to see. Once you do get that, you know, that pardon, that clemency, that second chance, man, get back out here and make it count. Definitely, man. Congratulations to the to the homeboy from San Bernardino and to Meek Mill. Because now Meek Mill don't have that. In Meek Mill's case, the conviction doesn't impact him at all now. Right, we ain't got nothing hanging over his head yeah. though either, man. You know, so that's cool. And that might have impacted him in his ability to travel to different states and different countries to perform to make money. Um, I'm sure he w there's a reason why he got this part, and it's to probably help him out his career-wise. No doubt. You know, he's probably helping the city out as well as far as doing things in the city, you know. Um, even if it's doing concerts and donating the money to good causes, you know what I mean? Paying for kids um, overdue after school, I mean, you know, overdue lunch bills that they can't afford to pay, you know. There's a lot of things these, these, these guys do, Alice, that we don't even know about because they don't do it just to – the, the 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 flow show you know sometimes they do it man because they got the opportunity to and they can you know yeah i remember i'm um, hearing mark Wahlberg, uh what was his old rap name uh, marky, marky mark mark yeah remember yeah. marky mark and, and uh and the funky bunch yeah yeah well, well mark Wahlberg was trying to get a pardon or at least um yeah i think i think he was trying to get a pardon for an old case even though he's free right right uh, you know, this dude did some dirt when he was young. Yeah, no doubt. And um, and for, because of his convictions, he can't be around, I think, kids or minors or mm -hmm. things like that. So he wanted to get that over, overturned so that he could work with the youth. But um, I'm not sure the status of it. But that would be one reason why someone who's not incarcerated would seek out a pardon, because you want to have access to do things that you can't do with that conviction. No doubt. He beat up an Asian dude real bad. And um, this was during his racist years, mm -hmm. his racist days. Mm -hmm. <laughs> a lot people say marky mark changed or uh mark Wahlberg changed um and i hope he did i hope he has changed but you know he's from boston it's uh it's, it's some rough white boys from boston man no, no doubt it <laughs> definitely is you know what i mean <laughs> definitely you know a lot of racism going on up there but at the same time man there's some good folks up there though too yeah I, i'm not sure what the status of his um of his pardon is um but when when freeway ricky ross was asking me to do it i was completely lost I was like, I have no line on President Bill Clinton. I don't know uh, how to even start the process. Right. But now hearing this, hearing that Meek Mill got it and hearing your boy got clemency, 
it, it lets us know there is a process and it's probably you just got to do your homework and figure out who to call and who to talk to and, and the paper to fill out and things of that sort. No doubt. No doubt. You know, and like you said, take some due, due diligence, take you to study and, and figure out who, you know, who the shaker and movers in that field is. But I believe it's, it's definitely uh, doable. Yeah. Harry O would still be in prison right now if he didn't get um, pardoned by uh, President Trump. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt. You know what I mean? He was, uh, yeah. All right, um, hey, I want to tap in with this uh, this final story, man. This this story is crazy, man. And um, <laughs> uh, man, I feel bad for this brother, but at the same time, hey, when you're doing the crime, you, anything can happen to you, right? Well, that's that's about crime. You know what I mean? No, you know that's about crime, man. Sometimes you know you go in there, it don't always work out like you wanted to, Alex. Yeah, and you know, um. We we often want to judge people who are out there robbing, stealing, thugging, but we we also don't know what his line of life was. We don't know where he came from. We don't know what his conditions are. But I'm talking about a brother named Eric Eugene Washington. Now, Eric Eugene Washington, he decided that he was going to run up in a restaurant and, and rob all the patrons there that were having lunch or dinner or breakfast. I don't know what time of the day it was. But um, there was a bro, in, well, not a bro. It was a white guy in there <laughs> that was strapped. No doubt. And um, he's this guy, and like many of us who sometimes have our straps on us, we're we're prepared to react to situations like this. And this white guy actually, um, he made Eric Eugene's Eric Eugene Washington's robbery his last robbery. No doubt. He came to the restaurant, man. He robbed everybody in there, including the guy who shot him. Um, after he robbed everybody, he went, walked out and, and guy had a gun, man, and, and, and took it to him. Yeah, man. Uh, it's an unfortunate situation. And, and you know, there's there's video. There's a video clip of this. And I'm going to put a link to the video clip of what happened inside that restaurant. But you can see that even the guy that shot him, and we don't know who he is because he left. He left. He got on. <laughs> he left. Hey, hey, not to mention that he just leave. He didn't just leave, though. He got everybody money back the dude robbed him for, gave everybody their money and they shit back before he left. You know what I mean? And they don't have an ID on him. They seen his truck in the parking lot. They don't have a license plate. They would like for him to come in and discuss it, you know, um, but the way the news is making the sound and the way that attorneys does, you know, just checking the case out, hey, man, they don't think he'll get convicted. Nah, and this is out of Texas also. So, you know, Texas is one of those very pro-gun states. It's one of those states that uh, pretty much, you know, lives for stuff like this, you know. Not to mention the dude was a white guy who shot him. So, you know what I mean? It's, that's going to play a part in it. You know, you're going to have all-white jury probably if you go to trial. You know, not just, you know, like I say, not just... You know, trying to be funny or nothing like that, but that's just how it is sometimes. All right, I want to play this clip um, the from the news out there in Texas on this story of Eric Eugene Washington, who was attempting to rob this restaurant. Here he goes. I'm Caroline Collins with this week's Crime Files. And this week, it's all about a taqueria robbery that has the nation talking. The video is insane to watch, but the story of what happened next, even more shocking. So it all starts with a masked man with a gun and ends with an armed customer jumping into action. As the case has unfolded, we found out a lot about all the people involved, even hearing from the mom of the robber as she talks about the life he lived. We start our days of coverage with Fox 26's Matthew Seedorf. It's back to work now for everyone in this restaurant, but we're now learning more about the terrifying night for everyone inside. Dramatic moments inside a Houston restaurant. We've frozen the graphic video as a customer fires eight shots and then one more killing a would-be robber. Thank God no one else was hurt. A man wearing a mask and gloves inside the taqueria around 11.30 Thursday night, pointing what looks like a gun at customers while demanding money. As some hide and throw cash, this man takes action just as the robber heads to the door, still with his gun drawn. Picked up the money, turned around and left, and that's when the customer got up and shot him. The shooter angry, realizing the robber's gun is plastic. Returning the stolen money to customers, taking a sip of his drink and leaving before police arrive. He needs to call 
HP homicide and come explain exactly what occurred and his side of the story. Authorities now wanting to speak with this man seen getting into an old pickup truck. Someone the restaurant owner is calling a hero. Just thankful for the man who helped me and I just wanted him to take care of himself. Okay, man, there's no way that this guy's going to prison for killing this robber, huh? No doubt, but at the same time, Alex, you can't just be robbing motherfuckers either, man. I mean, somebody gonna do something sometimes, you know? Um, it's two ways I look at it. You know, you, you went in there, bro, with a fake gun, man. You know, um, you robbed people, you know, um, but dude shot him nine times. Yeah. I said, that's a lot of shots, man. I, I don't think it took nine bullets to... to, to getting down you know and subduing but yeah but if if you think this guy got a real gun in his hand and you shoot him two times he could still turn around and bust no no doubt that's why i say you're gonna hit him <laughs> four five times. you're gonna i mean if you look and you're gonna see what the actions he take but I, I i get it but at the same time man I, I i i'm looking at it like this for the people out there that's that is robbing you know because because just because we don't do it, that don't mean people not. You know, that's what I need our listeners to understand. Just because we not into something don't mean that, that, that life's not going on out there. So for the people that is robbing out there, bro, you know, it ain't always just a cakewalk. You know, sometimes you're going to run into some resistance, you know, and this dude ran into some resistance, lost his life, you know, paid the ultimate price. And and and, and I know people going, you know, uh, bash me for this one. I don't care, but he lost his life for some crumbs, man. Yeah, went in there for some crumbs, Alex. You know, and, and you didn't go to no high power robbery. I don't think none of us worth your life, but you know, man, what are you gonna get out of a, of a Waffle House, out of a Denny's, out of a, you know, I have. What are you gonna get, bro? You know, so so, um, people don't even carry cash like that on them no more. You know what I mean? And <laughs> yeah. and and you lost your life behind it, man. Like I said, we don't know the details of his life, you know. Um, but it's tragic that it, you know he has life no more. Yeah, man. Um. Eric Eugene Washington was 30 years old. Uh, this happened in the, the great city of Houston. And uh, it's just tragic. Uh, now, the mom, the mom of Eric Eugene Washington, she's pissed. She said what you kind of said. Um, why did the man have to shoot my son nine times? Just just um, shoot him a couple times and put him down. And But I don't think that's really realistic. I mean, if you have a gun in your hand at that point, Anything goes. No doubt. And I would have dumped on him, too. I can't say I wouldn't have. But this is the thing. This is the situation. I'm in California as well. It's a no-win situation in California when you shoot a man in the back. You know, unfortunately, you know, the way these laws are set up in California, man, it's almost like it's more laws for the criminal than it is for the, you know, the, the man that's not one. You know, because if you, somebody break into your house and is you wake up and they're in your house, if they're running out and you shoot them in the back, bro, they're going to hold you accountable for that. You know, um, so I can't protect my home. Oh, no, he was running out. You got to shoot him in the chest. He got to be uh, uh, trying to harm you in order for you to shoot him. That's some bullshit. You know what I mean? As long as y'all should be able to prove that my door was kicked in or my window was broken and they got in, it should be enough for me to knock him down in my house, you know. So, uh, but that's Texas. You know, Texas don't have them same kind of laws. Texas have self-defense laws that, you know, and this man definitely could uh, fall under the def uh, uh, self-defense category, you know. But like I said, just tragic that this dude had to lose his life over a fake gun and a, and a petty robbery. Yeah, uh, I think that if you did this in California exactly the same way, I don't think you'll get charged. Shit. I know that some of the prosecutors here are a little bit more aggressive when it comes to gun violence. But, I mean, your your argument is this guy had a gun. This guy was robbing people. I was here with my family. I tried to pull it out earlier when he first walked in, but then he turned around, and I waited till an opportunity to pull it out, and the best time to pull it out is when his back was facing me, and I I had to save my life, my whoever was with him in that booth, and the, and the patrons in the restaurant. How are you going to lose that argument? All day long, Alex, is what they're <laughs> going to say, bro, is he was fleeing the situation, you know, so... He was fleeing the situation, but he could have he could have went out in the parking lot and robbed more people. No, he could have, but they. I'm telling you, man, California. You don't get me wrong. You know case law as well. You know what I mean. But I'm gonna sit here and argue with you all night and say that they're gonna say that this guy was fleeing a situation. There was no reason for him to be shot in the back. You know, no reason for you to shoot this man. He right. You should have let him go at the robbery and let the police deal with the with the robbery, man. That's the bullshit they gonna tell us. You know. But then again, it all depends. If you saying, I noticed what you said. You said the exact same situation. 
It may happen like that in the exact same situation where the shooter is one person or one color and the robber is another one. You know what I mean? Because let's 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 man. And I hate to go race. You know what I mean? But if if the if the robber was white and the shooter was black, you know, I can't say down in Texas, but in California, bro, you're going to have a you're going to have a situation on your hands, whether you get out of it or not. You're going to have a situation on your hands, man. Yeah, I, I agree. California prosecutors are more aggressive and I'd love to tap in with maybe um, maybe a former D.A. who, who might want to chime in on this. Yeah, please do. I, I'd love to know, would Jackie Lacey prosecute this man? Would um, Gil Garcetti prosecute this man Would John McKinney? John McKinney is uh, might possibly be running for a district attorney um, later this year, would he prosecute this man? According to FG, all of these L.A. prosecutors <laughs> are charging this man. Charging right? this man, man. <laughs> but if we can get a feedback, any kind, you know, uh, we, we we appreciate that. Well, um, the the guy that got killed, um, Eric Eugene Washington, uh, according to uh, records in the state of Texas in 2015, he was um, he was convicted of aggravated robbery with a deadly weapon. And he was sentenced to 15 years in connection to a shooting death of a business owner, uh, a 62-year-old 60, Hamid Warwick. Um, if this happened in 2015, I don't know. How, how is he out already? Um, oh, this is the robber. Yeah, the robber. Oh, wow. This is the, the robber had an extensive yeah, criminal history. Yeah, I didn't know that. He has a, a aggravated robbery with a deadly weapon. And he also has a, he was connected to a, a death, a, a shooting death. And of a guy named Hamid Warwick, 62 year old. This is according to Fox 26 News out in Houston. This is all preliminary information. So, you know, even though this is coming off of a legitimate news website, uh, right, they right, could right. be wrong. But, you know, the mom is over here lobbying for her son. Uh, and the question is, is it really self-defense? Question mark. Well, this is the thing about it, man. With you giving me and arming me with that information that you just said. No, but that information is irrelevant because when you're sitting in that booth, you don't know this guy just got out of prison for armed robbery. You don't know he's connected to a killing. So all of that stuff is just after the fact information we learn. Well, once you go to trial is after the fact, you know, the shooter. You know, for him, once he's getting prosecuted, the prosecution comes after the fact. So with them knowing that this guy have this kind of extensive record and a death was linked to a crime that he committed, they may look at this dude as a person who cleaned up the streets and they may not <laughs> convict him. You you feel what I mean? So so this, all this certain shit plays a part, you know, and how they how they judge these prosecutions. But I think if that was to be tried in the California court, they would rule um that th that that information cannot come into the case because it's irrelevant you know what i mean i, I got what you're saying it might not come into a case as far as you have a jury trial but i'm even talking about for them to even say if we're going to prosecute the case or not because if you're the defense attorney for this man you're going to say we want to bring up this whole guy's record right no doubt yeah the prosecution is going to say your honor this stuff is is it's inadmissible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's inadmissible because yeah, th no, this man it, didn't even never met this guy before, didn't know his criminal history. He shot him just because of what was happening in that store. No, you got a point day. there. You got a point there, but at the same time, man, you know, um hey, look, like you said, if you can get somebody to tap in with their thoughts on how the judicial system might handle this in, in California, Los Angeles County. Hey, man, we 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 appreciate that. It says here that uh, Washington served seven years in prison, but was released on parole in December. Oh, he just came. He home. just got out. Uh, yeah, he learned his lesson. So he's on parole. He was on parole when this whole thing went down. This um, is the shit I was just talking about earlier about getting that second chance. You know, getting that chance to you know come out and do something different, and he did the total opposite. And it actually says um, he got arrested for domestic violence. He was charged with assaulting his common law wife and he was out on bond for that. So, yeah, he was going to get it sooner or later. If he he's active. Yeah, yeah. With that behavior, he was going to run into a situation. Now, if you're the man in that truck, what do you do? And you're watching this. You're watching this on, on, the, on TV. And you're like, oh, shit, they got me on TV. What do you do? Shit, they ain't got my place, man. I, nobody may can identify me where I was at by my name. I don't know, man. I might just have to. They might just have to find me, bro. They probably got his name by now. Uh, well, just the thing about it, when he picked up that dude uh, gun and threw it, his fingerprints can be on that gun. His fingerprints can be like you said, or on a coffee mug, on a plate, on a, on yeah. a fork. So by now, they probably got his whole name. By now, they probably didn't already been to his little house and everything. 
But with all that, you know, all he got to say, man, is he was, you know, hey, man, he was he was scared to come forward, you know, because after even he realized that it was a fake gun, man, you could see he was pissed. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was pissed. So that goes to show that, man, he, he it really kind of goes to show like he has some compassion, like, damn, I killed the guy with a fake gun. Yeah. You know, so that could play a part in his help, his defense, you know, but we definitely going to keep an eye on this case, man. And um, but I just think in California, they still were prosecuting. I bet you this man is in his living room right now, smoking his cigarette, <laughs> watching himself on TV, saying, "I ain't going nowhere." I ain't going nowhere, <laughs> and he's just tr- chilling. Hey, um, here's a quote from his mom: "I don't hate him." Referring to the shooter, we don't know who he is. He's unidentified. I don't hate him. I can't hate him, but I know. I want to know why. Why didn't you just stop? And I guess she's referring to the nine shots, right? Um, I understand. Mom is gonna, mom is gonna feel the way she's gonna feel. There's nothing you can say to her. Yeah, but she also, people also know their kids, man. You know, she knew he was active. You know, she knew he was what he was about. You know, she probably prayed every night that he was watched over and, and something like this didn't happen to him. But at the end of the day, man, I think even some people, when it does, you know, the the, the pain ain't going nowhere. But the understanding that my son was active is 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 still there. You know. Listen to this last quote by the mom. She says, if you had to kill him, I can deal with that. I can come to grips with that. He did something wrong. I understand that. But for him to be shot four times in the back leaving and when he falls down, he shoots him four more times. You abused him. He was dead already. And that hurt. And that hurts. Well, check this out. I got a homie named Bandit for Cross Atlantic. Um, Bandit was at the same gas station that Buntry got killed at. So uh, Bandit had a situation where some good dudes rolled up on him and um, jumped out on him. You know what I mean? Where you from? You know, Bandit told him to cross Atlantic. They pulled out the gun and blast him. Bandit took the gun from him, wrestled on the ground, took the gun from him, shot dude in the head. Shot dude again in the head. And um, so they gave Bandit, uh, I think Bandit got like seven, eight years for that. So Bandit says he was on parole, but Bandit say, hold on, this self-defense. The video shows they had the whole video from the same Shell gas station. Like I say, Buntry got killed. That's why they closed that, that Shell gas station, actually, too. Too many people was getting killed right there. So Bandit like, hold on, man. This dude shot me. We wrestled for this self-defense. They said if you would have shot him once, it would have been self-defense. But when you shot him the second time, it was overkill. And they gave him, they gave him like eight years for that, man. Man, that's crazy. Is yeah. uh, is he home now? Yeah, Ben. Matter of fact, Bandit then went back, became home. He just got <laughs> back. Bandit active still. Just talked to him today. You know, he's he trying to get a job and things of that nature. But yeah, he that happened to him uh, because of the overkill. So just what you said. My whole point is just what you said. That's what the prosecutors are come with the same thing. You didn't just kill him. You overkilled him. You know, and it is a difference, Alex. It do play a small, I can't say how much of a role, but sometimes that overkill do play a role. Yeah, but I don't understand how that can become part of the legal process. If the man is dead, he's dead. If I shot him four times, he's dead. Five times, six times, seven times. Does it really matter? I agree he's with dead. you. I agree with you. So you know? why does that come into the legal process now? Oh, if you would have just shot him four times, we wouldn't charge you. But right, you shot right. him eight times, nah, you're no going doubt. to prison. No, nah, no doubt. He's dead regardless. Yeah. So why punish me? Uh, yeah, you got a point. <laughs> and even um, your boy shouldn't have did a day in prison for you that. Shouldn't have. Um, they, and, and it was I'm, their gun, right? Yeah, it was their gun. You not, and I'm thinking in this sometimes where you can't afford that high power attorney. You know what I mean? You don't have certain elements that go in there and fight for you. You know, you're working with the public defender's office, not saying that they can't do a great job. But at the same time, you know, if, if that 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 real attorney, you know, sometimes plays a part. They might have could have got that. But uh, he jumped. He took the eight. They, they forced it down his throat, actually, you know, but he uh, he had to, he had to ride with him, bro. And he went and did it. Mel, well, if he would have did that in Texas, they probably wouldn't even trip. No doubt. That's what, you know, I say California, a different beast in Texas. And also, people don't understand, especially these prosecutors, these judges, they don't understand when you're in, the, when, when you're in a gunfight, you, you're not sitting there counting bullets. No, I don't sound <laughs> you know like damn sure late. You're not sitting, yeah. you're not figuring out, is he still alive or is he dead yet? No, no can doubt. Can I still shoot now or can I, or do I got to right, stop? No, no, you definitely None not. of this is normal. No doubt. But they expect that in a court of law in order to not go to prison. They do because, you know, some of them and, and the police know this. 
you know, but some say, like you say, the DAs are prosecutors, you know, they come from behind the, the books. They come from behind the court bench. They come from behind the, you know, so they don't, they're not out there in the field understanding how before you know it, the clip was empty or before you know it, your revolver, your, um, your fucking, uh, a uh, clip was empty. You didn't have no more bullets. You didn't realize you shot how many times, you know, so you absolutely a hundred percent on that one. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Uh, well, I don't think this guy in Texas is going to get charged, but we're going to tap back in with you guys to let you know if it, if it does happen. Um, I'm sure by now they have him, they have him identified, and uh, we might have his name next week. <laughs> um, that's unfortunate, man. Rest in peace to Eric Eugene Washington, but you was active out there, and um, even the mom's quote even kind of said, yeah, he was doing stuff wrong. Mm -hmm. So she understood yeah, to a certain degree. Yeah. She just upset that he got shot nine times right, right, right. rather than just two or three times. Uh, no doubt. No doubt. All right, man. Uh, where can people tap in with you at? Man, tap in with me on YouTube at FG Unleashed, man. Tap in with me on Instagram at um, F General one And uh, y'all come holler at me. Yeah, man. They just took my Instagram again. after Damn. I just got it back. I just got the Street TV Instagram page back. And then like two days later... I get another uh, message saying that your account has been disabled and I, I barely did anything. So, yeah, that's crazy. I man. think Instagram has a glitch, but you know, you could tap into the Streets and Scholars Instagram page, street.and.scholars. You can find me at Alex Alonso101, mostly on Instagram and Twitter. Hopefully, I'll have that uh, Street TV Instagram page back. And uh, make sure you uh, leave us a rating and review if you're listening to us on an Apple podcast. And if you're listening to us on another podcast platform, Spotify, iHeart, Google, make sure you're following us. And thanks for tapping in with another episode of Streets and Scholars. Mm -hmm.